fuck are you, you doing? If you can hear this, if you can hear this, it's not safe. Turn back. Hey, what did I tell you about talking into the phone like that? Don't go any farther. It's not safe. You need to quit prank calling grandma. <laughs> oh shit, did we hit record? Okay, I gotta hang up, grandma. Love you. Bye. <laughs> so this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the part one of our Halloween special of Two Ryan Crew. I am Ryan Fust. And I'm Ryan Barnett. And for part one, we're going to talk about three really short games that we really enjoyed. Uh, we're talking about Spooky's House of Jump Scares, or, I'm sorry, trademark infringement, Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. We're also talking about I'm Scared.exe and Irisu Syndrome. So, uh, pack a change of pants and I, I think turn the lights on? I think you're losing it here. Let's just get right to the games. It's too Ryan Crew. something a little bit different this week uh we're instead of talking about one game we're gonna talk about three and that's because these games are all relatively short and there's really not enough content in each one individually for their own episode but they all have a, a central theme to them and that is horror kind of a, yeah yeah horror games of course and each one had well I'll, i guess i'll say a gimmick interesting enough to justify us uh talking about it despite the length and Definitely, they all... These are gimmicky games. Gimmicky in a really good way, though. Because I guarantee if these games didn't have their gimmicks, I probably wouldn't have played them. No. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, we'll be talking about, um... Spooky's House of Jump Scares, now called, uh... Spooky's Mansion. Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. That was it, Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. Uh, I'm Scared.exe and Irisu Syndrome. So, we'll... As always, break each game down into the four categories. Graphics, sound, gameplay, and story. And I guess we'll just you know, we'll just jump right into it and talk about uh, Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. I was going to ask, which one do you want to talk about first? But all right, we can do that. <laughs> sure. This was a game created by uh, Lag Studios, a company of two people. That's worth mentioning, too. All of these games were done by very bare-bones teams, usually one or two people. And in the case of Irisu Syndrome, we're not quite sure how many, but I'm yeah, guessing it was sure. small. I think it might have been one, but... Uh, it seems likely it was one man. I yeah. couldn't really find enough information online to back up any claims, so I'll leave it as an unknown number. Okay. But probably very small. An unknown number of persons. <laughs> See, a Lag Studios, company of two people, uh, originally called Spooky's House of Jump Scares, the name did have to get changed because of a strange lawsuit that I think you have more info on than I do. Oh, yeah, because I, I know it better under the first name, Spooky Sauce of Jump Scares. Right. But apparently Spooky House is the name of a mobile developer <laughs> in Germany <laughs> who have a trademark on that name within the EU, and we're trying to get it in America as well, and essentially ordered a cease and desist to Lag Studios, and then they really didn't have the money to fight it in court. So eventually they reached a settlement and changed the name of the game. I mean, most of the material re relating to this game still calls it Spooky's House of Jump Scares. Like, of it course. has its own wiki page that still says that, so. 
And you know they couldn't call it <clears throat> House of Pain Jump. No, no, I don't think they could. <laughs> right, so this game, uh, I'm gonna say it's a half parody of uh, first-person horror games like uh, Amnesia or uh, Penumbra. Half parody. I'm not sure what I would call it. It incorporates monsters from other horror franchises. Yeah. I don't know if it's satirical, if it's a parody, if it's just an homage, what. Um, Probably that last one. I'd say homage instead of parody, yeah. It's like it, it does have Lisa from PT. That is true. But, uh... See, so yeah, the, the entire concept of the game is... It's your standard first-person horror game. Like I said, like Amnesia, where you gotta get through this house. Uh, 1,000 rooms, I think they said. Yes, there are 1,000 rooms, and... Boy, does it get repetitive sometimes. <laughs> and I know, uh, early on at least, the jump scares are comical. The very first jump scare is comical, yes. <laughs> There's some weird mesh here where Spooky herself and the first of the scares are very comical and cartoonish. But she also talks in an incredibly sinister way. And does things that are terrifying. It and then the monsters themselves later on become very, very yeah intense. You initially have this illusion of oh, it's a joke. And yeah, that's that... what I thought first when I played the game. Like, what is this? Is this some kind of joke? Like that's that's <laughs> the monster. Like, oh, ha, ha, that's funny. I get it. Jump scare. Ugh. And that's actually a really good way to get you into that um, false sense of security. It is, yeah. Because once the actual scares happen, damn, they're effective. Yeah, this one is scary in the way a Resident Evil game is scary, in the fact that you are poorly armed and always on the run from enemies. It's very suspenseful. Much, very much like a clock tower. Yes, and actually there is an homage to clock tower within it where you're stalked through a certain set of rooms by a man <laughs> wielding a scythe. Of course. See, I mean, one thing that I think it does really effectively is... Most horror games build up this really tense atmosphere, like, you know, Alien Isolation or, uh... Go on. <laughs> Go on, keep naming horror games. Let's see, Silent Hill, PT. <laughs> you know, yeah. they all focus on creating that terrifying atmosphere initially. Mm -hmm. Or, as I said previously, Spookies gets you in that false sense of security and then rips that out from beneath you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a that's a gimmick that made it work really well. It's different, yeah. Yeah. But let's, of course, go into the four categories here. So we got graphics, of course. Uh, the graphics are cartoonish, although it's worth noting that of all, out of all the games you played, in terms of traditional game graphics, this one is probably the best. Yes, this game does have the best graphics of the three we'll be discussing. It looks good. The monsters are creepy enough when you see them. Most of them are presented in a 2D manner within a yeah. 3D environment. Right. Which... Uh, think Doom. Yeah. Actually, almost exactly like Doom. Right. Picture Doom or Wolfenstein 3D, one of those early you know, pseudo 3D, really 2D shooters. Yeah. It's just like that. Uh, the graphics are more than passable. They're pretty at times. There's fog when there needs to be fog, darkness when there's going to be darkness. Yeah, it's, it's a good-looking game. It does the job. You're inside a lot of the time, and you're staring at walls. I mean... Right. But then we don't play horror games because we want them to look... Super pretty, anyways. Unless you're playing, like, Alien Isolation. Or PT. 
But you don't play those because they look super pretty. No, I play them because they scare the ever-loving shit out exactly. of me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, sound. Out of all three games, this one probably has the best sound in terms of variety. Best and most. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack is double the length of one of the other games, and concerning one of them has really very limited soundtracks at all, this is the clear winner here, I suppose. Well, I don't even know if winner is the right word, but the one that we can talk about the most, perhaps? Yes, there's the most to discuss with this one. The music is very well done. It's tense when it should be tense, and scary when it should be scary. Every monster has their own theme that works well enough for the monster. Some of them have slow violins in the background, others have like tense yeah, drum beats exactly. as they chase you. Yeah, yeah the so, soundtrack actually did a really good job. It helped out a lot with the different kind of scares they were going for. Yeah, it has, it has the most fleshed out soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. And it was very effective in creating the mood that needed to be created within the game as you walk through Spooky's mansion. <laughs> or house. Depends on if you're a German mobile developer or not. <laughs> I suppose so. Alright, so gameplay, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about here. It's your standard first-person adventure game with horror elements. It's a walking simulator. Yeah, basically. And so was I'm Scared, for that matter. These are walking simulators. You walk through... Uh, halfway through the game, through Spookies, you do receive a weapon. You get an axe. Right. And your usage of it determines your ending. Mm-hmm. And it's effective against some enemies. But for the most part, you walk and run and search for items. Yeah, like you said, walking simulator. Yeah. Not always a derogatory phrase against the video game, but... Just a good descriptor of what these games are. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, gameplay itself is bare bones, <laughs> I suppose. And I think that's why these three games are lumped into three games for one episode, is there's, aside from the gimmicks, we don't have a whole lot to go with here. Yeah, and the gimmicks are all horror-related. In Spooky's case, it's it presents a good atmosphere with a lot of interesting monsters that are they're effective, they're scary. Actually, what this game is, if you wanted to compare it to a film... Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion is the equivalent of, let's say, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a great homage to things <clears throat> that came before it, and it presents it in a really effective and well-done way. That is a great way to describe this game. Yeah, definitely. Cabin in the Woods in video game form, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, that's about as good of a recommendation as you're going to get. Yeah, because personally, I love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, great movie. So, definitely uh, check this one out. Yeah, it's a fun game to oh, play. Oh, and of course, uh, story. The last category. <laughs> this one actually has a bit of story to talk about, surprisingly. Yes, yes. Um, as for the main character, who you play as, you're always left ambiguous as to who and what you are. Just beyond being a historian who's interested in the house that Spooky has created, knowing it's a haunted mansion and wanting to delve into it. Um, there's notes left behind throughout the house by previous explorers that you can find. And also by scientists that used to live within the house that helped create some of the monsters. Mm -hmm. So there is a good bit of exploring to find out some backstory here, and Spooky herself often gives exposition, and you can learn about her past, why the house exists, where the monsters came from, that sort of thing, which is actually kind of interesting to read about. I enjoyed that section of the game. It was a lot more in-depth than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, you have the... Uh, 
the cat DOS computer that gives you info on every monster. <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought it was going to be a one-trick satire gimmick game at first. It definitely fleshes it out enough to make it interesting. Oh, it I enjoy finding new monsters and seeing, you know, what they're based off of, where they come from, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of horror games, movies, just the whole genre in general, you, you really owe it to yourself to check this one out. Yeah, and like the other games, this one also has multiple endings. So Of course, right. There's It's got a little bit of replayability. It does, and... It's a short enough game to where once a year, around Halloween, if you feel the urge to play it, it's not like significant time out of your schedule, you know? Exactly. This is, um, all these are games I would not replay often. No, no, but like I said, around this time of year, it's kind of cool to dig them out and just go through them again, you know? Yeah. And speaking of, well, these three games, I guess we'll move on to the second one. Which is, uh... I'm scared.exe, an Italian horror game by uh, Ivan, Ivan Zanotti, or rather Ivan Zanotti's My Madness Works, mm. to give the full name of the studio, uh, made by just one guy, of course. And this game is extremely similar to Spookies in the sense that it's a walking simulator, you're thrown into this house, you're not really sure uh, what's going on initially. But as you play the game, more and more gets fleshed out, and you, uh... Boy, that's a common trope in horror, isn't it? You wake up in a strange house. You have no idea how you got here. All you know is you must walk. It's about, it's about as unique as the JRPG, where you're an orphan. You have amnesia. You're the only one that can save us. Your parents died. You've been raised by the whole town. The whole you town must go on gone. an adventure. So, yeah, I I'm scared is interesting in that you played it first... The original version, and having just recently played this myself... Yeah, they, you've played an updated they version. They updated it for 2016. I actually haven't played this yet, so I'm interested. Which I'm not sure what all the changes are, but I believe the biggest one is it added multiple endings, I think. Well, there were kind of multiple endings in the original. I'm not completely clear on exactly what changed. I just know the one I got was off of, was off of Steam and is like the updated version of it. Yeah, yeah. I know I played the game initially back in uh, 2012. And uh, it was actually, I had just gotten my apartment, and I moved in, I set everything up, and I installed this game, and I'll get into details later on about why that was a terrible idea, to play it right after moving into my own place, but... Uh, <laughs> I can so, see why. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into that part when we get into um, either story or gameplay. Somewhere around there. But We'll start I with guess, the, the yeah. graphics again, I guess. Graphics are... Minimal. Lackluster, yeah. The graphics aren't the reason to play this game. It looks like, uh... It's a pixelated mess. It looks like it came off of a Super Nintendo. I wouldn't even say Super Nintendo, man. I'd say, like, Famicom, or maybe, uh... Maybe, like, a Commodore 64 game. Yeah, it could be like that. Yeah, it's not... First thing it brought to mind for me was, like, early Super Nintendo. It's not a good-looking game. Uh... It is not. Not that it should be, anyways, considering what it is. Oh, right, right. And, I mean, the... The entire premise of the game is you're being tormented and chased by this creature called, uh, was it Whiteface or Ghostface? Whiteface. Whiteface, that's right. And Whiteface himself is creepy. It's this kind of weird, deformed, smiling skull that... Well, all you have to do is Google the name. You'll see him right up there. It's not... He starts right with you at the start of the game. I mean, so... yeah. 
yeah, you immediately know what to expect, but uh, the game has clever ways of, you know, using the poor graphics to its advantage. Very yes, limited draw distance and things like that. Yeah, it's dark and foggy and just all around nasty, just know, like Spooky's Mansion. Right, and there's one part where you had to uh, follow a trail of blood, I think it was. And because of the limited draw distance, it was really difficult and tense to get through that part. The fucking parking lot with arrows to follow. Oh, God. I think that's the part that I'm thinking of, actually. Probably. It's been a while since I've played this, but yeah, it was rather difficult. I mean, graphics, you know, you can you can tell what things are, at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it does enough for what it is. And, I mean, at times, I think the uh, primitive graphics actually add to the uh, scare factor a little bit. Yeah, in ways they can, that's true. I mean, hyper-realism is great, too, but... I know the original Silent Hill actually uh, benefited from that. Technical limitations made it a much creepier game in the long run. Mostly because of the draw distance. Right, yeah, just like... Just like I'm scared. I mean, that about covers it for the graphics. They do yeah, a good enough job, there. but they're, they're not pretty. As far as audio goes, uh, very minimal soundtrack. There's Hardly like, anything, man. There's like five tunes, that's it, and they only play in certain areas. Yeah, like five tunes. Supermarket and around the... Five tunes and maybe, what, four sound effects? <laughs> yeah, it's very primitive. Uh, what's noticeable... However, is that when Whiteface approaches, there's always static. Mm-hmm. Much like, well, Silent Hill. And sometimes humming. Off-key humming. It's creepy. It is creepy. It's extremely creepy. Like, I'm not downplaying it by saying that there's not a lot of it. It's creepy the way it's used. It's because yeah. there's a lack of audio that when it does show up, it's creepy. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's like Silent Hill with the, the radio mechanic. Yeah, yeah exactly like that. Uh, gameplay... Just rewind this episode about ten minutes and hear us talk about Spooky's gameplay. If you want the gameplay for this yeah. one. This one is, again, a walking simulator, and you're searching for usually keys and locked doors. Yeah. There's not a lot to go through here, <laughs> and it's... I mean, I have... Nothing. It can get repetitive, um, but it is tense the well, whole time. It's scary. actually, one interesting part about gameplay. To progress the story, you will occasionally find um, text files on your desktop. I'm not talking in-game. I mean, when you close out of the game, there's now a file on your desktop. Well, yeah, the game tells you straight up it does that, that you need yeah. to read them. Yeah, So that's kind of cool. It, You'll read those, and it'll say things like, oh, you know, you can't escape him, he's here, shit like that. You need to read them to advance the story, I suppose. But... Yeah, there's hints in there on what to do next, things like that. The problem with this game, once you understand the gimmick of what it does, it's no longer really scary. Right. And God forbid if you played this on a Mac or, you know, like some third-party <laughs> distro. If you're not on a Windows PC, this pro game probably didn't work for you the first time you played it. Right. And uh, I guess we didn't lay down the spoiler warning before talking about this, but... Well, no, because the game tells you immediately that it puts text files out there. Yeah, it, the whole idea is that it's like a cursed game. Right, cursed so program. I mean, uh, hence I'm scared.exe. But I mean, I'm going to put this in the liner notes, too, as I always do. We're going to spoil everything we talk about. As usual. That's nothing new. Because, of course, now we're going to talk about the uh, big thing this game does. The most effective scare in this game. And also the whole reason why, once you've seen it and know how it operates, it's no longer <laughs> scary. So, honestly, normally with spoilers, I just say, you know, 
fuck it, whatever. But for this one, I'm serious. If you're interested in this game, yeah, do pause, not listen to this. This will ruin it for this you. This recording and go play it. Because if you don't know what's coming, holy shit, it's good. So, wait, wait. What? I'm gonna give him some more time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm gonna give him just a bit more time. You think it's good? I think it's good. Okay, so there's one specific part of the game where you think you've escaped. And a text file shows up. Or no, no, you think you've escaped. The game closes. And then your internet browser of choice opens up without you having any input. It opens up, and it's this flash video of you in a cage and white faces circling you, taunting you at a very loud volume. Because the game explicitly tells you to keep your volume high throughout the game, despite As... the fact there's almost no audio in it. Right. Just a dick move. You close the game, you think you're totally safe. <laughs> And then it does that. So it's worth noting that within the game's files, you um, can find Whiteface's heart. And if you delete it, he's gone. And right. it actually turns the game into nothing but a walking simulator. There's no longer any horror at all. He's just gone. I never knew that. That's really interesting. That might be an updated thing. But, uh, so yeah, I first played this game in 2012, right after I got my own apartment. And I played the game at night. And after that scene, I had uh, turned off my computer, went to bed. And I kid you not, I sprung awake at 2 a.m., ran over to the computer, and unplugged it. Because I didn't know to what extent that game was going to go to, you know? Yeah, that was probably a smart idea. <laughs> But, I mean, story, uh... uh is there a it, lot to talk about here? Throughout the game, it keeps hinting at things. There's some kind of story going on there. But to be honest, it's all so vague and obscure, you'd never really know. Right. It's You're never going to find a summary of it online, either. It's very much interpretation. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of imagery within. Like, You'll never really find out who or what or why. Right. And I, I know... The ending that I got, which I assume is the final ending, is uh, you as the main character, you kill yourself. Yep, I know that is one of them. Oh, it's that's the one that I got. And they might have added more since the update. I'm not so sure. It's like when you played, what did you get? The same thing. Huh? <laughs> I just know there's more than one ending. It's what I've read. Well, I guess one ending is deleting the heart and just... Well, yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah. So I'd say that... About covers it for I'm Scared. Uh, yeah, because there's really not much more to it. It's Again, a, it's got <clears throat> one gimmick that's really scary, and after that gimmick is over, I mean, there's not a whole reason. And I mean, to be fair, to it's legitimately terrifying. Yeah. it It's a good good way to spend a few hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of these games are realistically. Oh, no, let's get the true ending. You have to get all the achievements on, like, the Steam achievements for oh, it. Oh, okay, that's definitely an update, then. There were no yeah. achievements in the original game. And speaking of games with uh, really effective and terrifying gimmicks, let's move on to Irisu Syndrome. This one's a little bit different. It's Yeah, this... Anime-esque. Oh, very much so. We have a Japanese game. Created by um, W. Tetsu. And like I said, we don't know... Much about them. Right. 
I know they've released a couple of other games, or at least one other game, but this is kind of their uh, big title. This is the one they're mainly known for. And I mean, I guess if you were bad at the game and didn't know anything about what the game did, you'd never know it was a horror game. Well, yeah. Well, you would. When you, you would. When you get game over screens, it's Some of the game over screens, scary. yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, I mean, if you were bad at the game and you didn't know anything about it, you'd play through, lose a few times, and then you would get an ending saying, oh, you know, three bodies were found in such and such location. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like a murder story. Right. So it's worth noting, this one is not a walking simulator. No, this one is a... I've never seen a puzzle game like this. But it is a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game. There's falling blocks. You have to, uh... Shoot the falling blocks to make them hit other blocks of the same color. There's some weird mechanic like that. It's like fucked up Tetris. Fucked up Tetris, perfect. <laughs> so I guess we'll jump into this one too, similar to the others. Right, uh, so graphics. Uh, the game itself, I'm going to say, have the game itself has bad graphics. It's very simple. It's right. geometric shapes of right. various colors. I mean, it's but a puzzle I mean, game. It doesn't have to look great. There was no polish into it whatsoever for the no. actual game. Because I think the effort went into everything else. Uh, it's The anime artwork is nice. Yeah, the artwork is really nice. Uh, the, the game itself, the puzzle game, really doesn't need much to it. It's unpolished, but it's honestly, just a puzzle game. when we talk about this game, we're not talking about the game. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it was, a, it was kind of a fun game. When we get to gameplay later, I'll get into more detail. But once I got the hang of it, I was kind of having a blast. But anyway, uh, graphics, the artwork is really nice, really well done. Yep, it's, of course, anime style. Right, right. But the actual graphics of the game, uh, very unpolished, in my opinion. Yeah, but then again, all three of these games did not have the best graphics in the world. Well, no, so. and they don't need them. Yeah. Like, there's not much to say on that. <laughs> right, and sound, we also don't have much to say. Sound, it's worth noting, this is a much better soundtrack than I'm Scared. Oh, right. It actually has a pretty well-done soundtrack. I've this one is different in that it doesn't have a horror soundtrack. It's all, like, beautiful piano and synth lines. Yeah. It's very slow and relaxing, yeah. which actually flows in well with a story mechanic. We'll talk about it when we get to story, but I do agree. It plays in well. Uh... Shit, that sound. I mean, really good soundtrack, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a short soundtrack. It's just a bunch of piano. It's yeah. relaxing. I mean, I mean it's, it's a good soundtrack. It's good. Not particularly memorable, and there's really no sound effects within the game itself, really. So. Uh, I think there's one, and that's when the big scare happens. Oh, there you go. But, uh, I mean, that does it for soundtrack. Um, gameplay, right. So gameplay, like we said, it's fucked up Tetris. Blocks are falling, and you gotta, like, shoot them with the mouse to uh, get them to move the way you want. It's like physics Tetris. You're bouncing geometric shapes around to the, make them do things. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of puzzle games, generally, so I wasn't real big on this one. But I wasn't too big on it initially, but once I got the hang of it, I was really having a good time. But then again, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of walking simulators either, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, we're not playing these for the gameplay. None of the But three. if you do like puzzle games, it, it could be worth checking it out solely for that. Yeah. This honestly. one actually has more merit than the other two in terms of meat with the gameplay. And actually, it had, that alone gives it a significant amount of replay value. Yeah. Well, yeah, as a puzzle game, you could play it over and over again. Right. 
So, I mean, there, there's definitely that, but let's get into the actual core of this game, and that's the story and the way that the story is told. Because, like I said, when you play initially and you're not sure what you're doing, you'll get the game over screen that says, you know, three bodies discovered. Now, if you actually keep this game's folder open on your desktop, you'll see... Well, first off, there's a photo. You look at this photo, and it's just these four characters, three characters? There's four. Four characters on, like, this uh, vacation. As you progress through the game, and if you keep checking back on the photo, you'll start seeing they're getting crossed out one by one. Like, the photo actually changes. It's... There's text files and photos, and all of them change with gameplay. Exactly. Kind of the same way it does with I'm Scared. Very similar but... to I'm Scared, right? And I think I played both of these around the same time. Probably. It's a similar mechanic. So it's worth noting there's a lot of horror elements to this game, and the story is essentially about some deranged psychopathic people. Extremely. And, and their fucked up love triangle. But I mean... It's... Not exactly a horror game. Yeah, we were we were going back and forth about this before we hit record. Uh, I say it is. It has some definite creepiness to it between you know dealing with two psychopaths and the way they interact with each other and their plans to essentially kill those around them and each other. And I think maybe the reason this gets such a reputation for being horror is that. There's some scary imagery in the game. There's some horrifying imagery. And when you, even in the text files, some really creepy stuff is happening. Yeah, you're treated to drawings of animals being tortured and killed, <laughs> as well as a very unpleasant game over screen. Yes. Yes. And actually, one of the, uh, one of the images that you don't have a choice in seeing this one Normally when you get the game over screen, it shows the uh, main character's face, and she's just this normal-looking anime chick. But depending on the ending you get, it'll be this demented, fucked-up, like, negative image, red-eyed, bleeding, creepy thing. Yeah, it is very off-putting the first time you see it. And the first time that I saw it, I, it wasn't even a game over thing. I alt-tabbed out of the game to check something. And then when I came back, that face was there. <laughs> like, with no warning. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> yeah, really creepy imagery. A lot of the stuff in the actual, like, description of the main character really disturbed me. Like, her, yeah. her drug addiction, her way of uh, keeping sane. Which is the puzzle game itself. Yeah, exactly. Hence the relaxing music. Her way of keeping yep. sane was to, in her head, visualize this game. Which is why if you do poorly, you get the ending where she kills everybody. Snaps and kills everybody, yeah. Uh, it's worth noting, if you get the absolute best ending, all four main characters become happy friends. So, yeah. go figure. And honestly, after the really creepy and disturbing shit, that was a very welcome change of pace. Yeah. I liked seeing that. So I guess it's it's got scary elements to it. We make it worth a play for Halloween. We didn't talk about the big one. And what's Inerzu that? Syndrome. So you're forced to play this game in a window. You can't full screen it. Yeah. And at first I thought that was just you know, lazy programming. There's a really good reason. So, one of the bad endings you get is where uh, the main character, Irisu, does kill somebody and you see the kill happen. So what happens is the game in a window is off on one side of the screen. And you see the victim kind of saying, like, oh, hey, you know, where'd you go? I don't see you. 
where are you? And in one of the most clever moves I've seen, a separate program kind of opens up and you see Irisu literally walk across your desktop until she's in the game's window when she uh, kills the victim. It is a, a neat gimmick. I've never seen anything like that before, and I haven't seen anything like that since. Yeah, it's definitely an original one. I wasn't expecting it. I had no idea what was going on, and it impressed me and creeped me out very much at the same time. And again, this is... That is a, a, a good, tense scare... But it's something that's only going to surprise you once. Exactly. Just like I'm scared the whole browser video. It's yeah, only like, going to do it once. After you've seen it, you've seen all the game's tricks. Right. But it's such a cool... With both games, they're such cool tricks. It is well done. It's worth it for the for the one playthrough, at least. And if you're really interested in the story, of course, you want to keep playing the game over and over to get the best ending and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good story. I really enjoyed it. So, hey, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, if you're interested in playing these games, Spookies is free on Steam. Which, actually, I saw some DLC on there that I kind of want to dig into. There is some DLC. There is one for Spookies. Yeah. So, yeah, Spookies is free. Uh, I'm scared that ADXE, the updated version, is four bucks. I think the original is still free. Uh, I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. And Irisu is also free. I guess just type in I-R-I-S-U syndrome to get that one. Well, you know, everything's free when you're a pirate. Well, we don't talk too much about that on this show. Since these games are free, it would be kind of silly to pirate them, yes. Also that. (laughs) And also I do tweet these episodes to the creators, so. Yeah, that's true. We should (laughs) probably not talk too much about that. No. (laughs) Although a lot of what we played has been freeware. A lot of it, yeah. Yeah, either that or very, very cheap. I guess that's the advantage of, you know, digging mainly into indie games like we've been doing. Yeah, we really haven't had to spend much money on games. All this stuff has either come for free or... Super for, cheap. Yeah, right. very small dollar amounts, which is great, if especially if you're not in America or you don't have a huge income. Right. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't want to get into this topic too heavily, but I think we're getting the better experiences with these games. That, so, that is definitely a subject we'll broach in another episode. We'll do that later that's on. that's got but, some potential to talk about there, right. but yeah. I'm not saying all AAA games are shit or all indie games are gold, but I'm saying that what we've played so far, a lot of them have had great replayability, you know. It's also worth noting we play a lot of games and a lot of what we play is shit, but we only talk about what we like. Of course. <laughs> so, But that's a conversation for a completely different episode, maybe a Christmas special or something like that. Merry Christmas. We're talking about the big topic. Oh, okay. Hell, maybe we'll have a couple of guests on here as well. Make it like a four-way brawl. Four-way brawl? Who the hell do we know that would want to get on here with us? So we're going to make two friends. There we go. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a... I'm going off on a fucking tangent now, so that's all we got. Yeah, so it's worth playing all three of these games at least once. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, we may have been a little bit, uh, I don't even want to say like cynical, but we may have been a bit down on some of the categories of these games. Don't let that stop A little blasé about these. Yeah, there's not. These are simple games, but they're effective games. Extremely effective, so definitely check them out. It'll take you maybe five hours at the most to dig into all three of these. So really, go ahead and do it. (laughs) 
You made it to the end of the haunted house. Yay? <laughs> you got out of the woods? You, uh, escaped the slasher. So now you have the biggest, strongest gun in the game, right? <laughs> so actually, here's a cool thing. Here's a new game plus for you. Now that you have the biggest gun in the game, go back to the beginning of this episode, and anytime we say, uh, um, or some form of profanity, you can actually shoot those words now and get bonus points. <laughs> I don't know. Do we actually um and ah a lot? I haven't been conscious of that. I should be. Tell you what, if anybody uh, goes ahead and plays... You just said, uh, fuck. <laughs> I just used profanity. Fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody plays the new game plus, let us know, but I think we have our answer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, hey... Thanks again for listening to another episode of Two Ryan Crew. Once again, I'm Ryan Fust. And I'm Ryan Barnett. And this is, I guess, part one of our two-part Halloween special. Next week, we're going to do kind of a... Uh, we're going to break the formula here. And we're going to... Instead of just talking about, like, a lesser-known game or something like that, we're just going to talk about horror gaming in general. Yeah, I feel like there's enough to talk about for a little while there. It's a genre that... Up. Both of us greatly loved, yeah. so we can really get into it. And, uh, 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 shit, god yeah. damn it, motherfucker. Fuck! You're gonna have a blast with that new gun, let me tell you. Be full of holes by the end of this. <laughs> so, yeah, as always, you know, hate mail, fan mail, pictures of Dick Cheney. <laughs> Hate mail, fan mail, pictures of Dick Cheney, pictures of the animals known as Dick Dicks. You can go ahead and email those to us at 2RyanCrew at gmail.com. That's the number 2, RyanCrew at gmail.com. You can also send us a twit, a twat, or a tweet. Our Twitter handle is at 2RyanCrew, at the number 2, RyanCrew. And hey, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to um, Sukabon Games. Mentioned in the last episode of Valhalla. Yeah. They retweeted us. Oh, well, that was nice of them. Yeah, so... Cool. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It's the, uh, only the second time we've had response from a developer. It's always nice. It's I, always nice, I yeah. always love when that happens. So, uh, hey, we will see you next time here on To Ryan Crew. Enjoy that new game, Plus. Mmm. Uh. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs>